Well, thank you for the kind introduction, Pastor Don. And uh, thank you, Pastor Shell. It is an honor and a privilege to be up here. And man, I am so excited. Um, but before we get started, I just want to say uh, congratulations to uh, two of my good friends, uh, Kylie and Ethan. They got engaged like two weeks ago. So that's an exciting new season. Um, so uh, I figured since Pastor Shell is not here, I have an opportunity to talk about him. So I'm going to, uh, there is this really funny story about. Um, whenever I was going to propose to my wife, Hannah. So, of course, I told Pastor Shell in advance that I was going to propose. And so Pastor thought um, my proposal was basically a week early. So after church one Sunday, he comes up to Hannah and I, and he says, congratulations. And my heart skips a beat. But luckily, one of my gifts is coming up with stuff, just random things on the spot. So, and I mean, this is, I think God was protecting me here. So he, he says, congratulations. So pastor's like, congratulations, and walks away. I'm like, wow, thank you. Uh, so uh, he, he goes, congratulations. But uh, about a month before, Hannah and I made some type of bet. I don't know what it was about, but the bet was if I won, she would sing on stage in the youth group. And so Hannah, Hannah was like, so why did he say congratulations? And I was like, well, I told Pastor you're going to sing on stage, and he was just so excited. And she's like, oh, okay. She didn't think of it twice. I was like, oh, wow. And she had no idea the uh, proposal was coming. So uh, love you, Pastor. I mean, he talked about forgiveness the other week, so, you know, we got to make sure we apply that. Uh, so I am excited for today. I just want to say I've been praying for you. I believe that your faith is going to be strengthened this morning. And if you want that to be a reality, I believe that will be a reality. The title for this morning is Faith in Action. Because we can know something and not do something. We can know what faith is, but not live in faith. So we got to know what faith is and live in faith. We got to know and do. So uh, a foundational scripture for today is going to be Hebrews 11.1. 1. So this is what faith is. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is complete confidence and trust in God, even when it doesn't make sense with our physical eyes. We got to, again, Pastor Don just talked about the power of prayer. We got to come to the Father and ask, Father, help for me to see the way you see things. Because the way our physical eyes see things is much different than our spiritual eyes. So uh, we're going to be diving in uh, the book of Esther today. And if uh, you guessed it, that is in the book of Esther, and about the story of Esther. So uh, I love this story. This story is just, uh, this shows the providence of God, God's protection in Esther. I mean, we're just, so I'm going to paraphrase this story. And as I paraphrase it, I just want to encourage you, this week, read the book of Esther. It is an amazing read. It is an amazing story. So uh, there's a guy named King Osiris, a.k.a. King Xerxes. Um, I'm going to call him King Osiris today. Um, so he was throwing a banquet, uh, a giant banquet, a big party, and then the queen uh, Vashti, she was throwing a banquet for all the women. So uh, the king um, asked the queen to come here because she was beautiful and uh, lovely 
to look at. So the queen or the king asked the queen to come so he could show off. And the queen said, no, says I. She did not say that. Okay, again, I'm paraphrasing it. She said, no, I'm not going to do that. And uh, so the king was furious. So he said, I... She was queen no more. So the king is in search for a new queen. And so they go grab a bunch of virgins. And there is this year-long process of being beautified to become the new queen. And so there is this girl named Esther, and she is raised by her cousin Mordecai. Uh, She was an orphan. She doesn't have parents, so her cousin uh, raised her. So her cousin Mordecai. So she's going through this uh, beautifying process, and uh, the king is meeting all these new virgins, and the king finds favor with Esther. The the king loves Esther. Um, So Esther becomes queen, and she she goes from being an orphan to quite literally royalty. And and I just want to encourage you. We're going to see in this story— The queen, she did not, or Esther did not become queen to live a lavish life. She became queen to serve other people. And you are gifted and you are called not for you, but for other people. Esther was put in place to serve other people. I mean, after all, Jesus set that example. He came here to serve and not to be served. And as Christians, being Christ-like, we should be a mirror of Jesus. So um, I love that. Queen Esther, she was put in royalty to serve other people. So um, Mordecai, he was um, at the, the courtyard, the gate, and he heard um, of two servants uh, planning to harm the king. So Mordecai tells Esther, and Esther tells the king on Mordecai's behalf that uh, two of his servants are going to try to harm him. So they look into it. It comes out to be true. And uh, so Mordecai did a great deed. Now, this is where a guy named Haman comes in. Can you all say Haman? Like, Haman. Like, yeah, we don't like Haman, okay? So Haman, he, uh, he works for the king. He, uh, he has a lot of power, and he is a very prideful man. And, and he is going around the city, and people are bowing down to him, and Mordecai does not bow down to him, and that made Haman extremely upset. So um, Haman, um, some, uh, some people in this city t- told Haman that Mordecai was a Jew, and he would not bow down to him. So Haman came up with this evil plan to kill all the Jews. Quite literally. It said, and, and, and this story says, young and old, men and women and children, Haman wanted to kill all the Jews. And, and if you could just put your, try to put yourself in this moment, and Mordecai hears that, that his people's lives are about to just be mass murdered, just like the, the, his heart just drops to the pit of his stomach. And, and Esther hears about this. And, and, and Mordecai, he, he tells Esther, like, you got to do something. you got to do something. Like, our people's lives are literally on the line. And Queen Esther says this. Uh, this is in Esther 4.11. 
All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So there was one rule, one law. If you went to the king without being called, you will die unless the king holds out his golden scepter. So Esther, she knows this, so her life is literally on the line. And then there's this amazing, uh, there's this amazing quote that Mordecai says in Esther 4.14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Mordecai says, Esther, you were made for such a time as this. God put you in this position as queen for such a time as this to help your people. You got to do something. In church, you are made for such a time as this. You are placed in this day for today. And we need our faith to be in action. And I love in, uh, in um, Esther 4.11, it said there was only one way for Esther's life to be spared, and that was if the king held out his golden scepter. And guys, there is only one way. There's only one name, and there's only one God that, that leads to true life, that leads to true fulfillment, and that's Jesus. There's only one way. There's only one truth, and there's only one true God, and that is Jesus. And you are made for such a time as this. And what that means is you got to let your faith be in action. You may have heard faith without works is what? It's dead. So in this moment, Mordecai says, Esther, you were made for such a time as this. And Esther says, if I perish, I perish. She understood the assignment. She understood her life was literally on the line. If I die, at least it was for my heavenly father. At least it was for the kingdom. At least it was for other people. So she steps out in faith. Again, faith, it doesn't make sense with your physical eyes. When you see the situation and the flesh, it doesn't make sense. But that's the importance of knowing your father's character. Because I know my father's character, my heavenly father's character. I know he is a good father. I know that he gives good gifts. I know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So if I know my father's character, I can step out in faith when it doesn't make sense with my physical eyes. And I know that he's going to come through. He's going to pull through. There is only one way, one name, one God, and that is Jesus. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Know your Father's character. Live out in faith. Let your faith be in action. So Esther steps out in faith, risking her life. She walks to the king without being called, and the king finds favor with Esther. And the king says, Esther, what can I do for you? Up to half of my kingdom, I will give it to you. And Esther says, I would like to invite uh, you and Haman to dinner. And he said, very well. So um, Haman hears about this. And, and so they, they go to dinner. 
And they're at dinner, and, and the king says, Esther, what can I do for you? Up to half my kingdom, I will give it to you. And Esther says, come tomorrow, and, and I'll tell you. So uh, they, they go their separate ways, and Haman goes home, and he goes uh, to his friends and his wife, and he's just bragging like, wow, look at me. Like, the queen invited just me and the king for dinner. Like, I am good. I am powerful. Look at me. I am the stuff. And he's, he's, he's bragging, and, and he comes up with this plan to, uh, to hang Mordecai because of his hatred for Mordecai. So he has a gallows built 75 feet tall to hang Mordecai the next morning. So Haman said, I'm going to hang Mordecai and then go have the, the time of my life and eat dinner with the king and the queen. But God had a different plan. That night, the king couldn't sleep, so he asked his servant, hey, can you come read me the good deeds that people have done for me? So the servant starts reading the good deeds, and they, and they come across the good deed that Mordecai did. You know, remember Mordecai uh, saved the king from the two servants that were trying to kill him? So, so he reads that to the king, and the king's like, did, did we do anything for him? And they're like, no, we didn't. So he's like, Hey, uh, Haman was in the area, so uh, Haman is actually coming to talk to the king to hang Mordecai. So uh, the king says, Haman, come here. What would you do? Like, if the king delighted in someone and wanted to honor them, what would you want the king to do to them? And Haman, in his prideful self, he says, well, who other than me does the king delight in and want to honor? So Haman begins to say everything that he would want to be done. He says, I want a royal robe that the king has worn. I want to ride on a horse that the king has ridden. And I want a royal crown and to, be, uh, and to ride that horse in the city square. And the king said, great, Haman, I love that idea. Everything that you just said, go do that to Mordecai. Plot twist, right? So... Mordecai's life is not only spared, but it's kind of being glorified in this moment. And Haman goes back home so humiliated and embarrassed. And so Haman goes uh, to dinner with the uh, king and the queen again, and they're eating. And the king says, Esther, what can I do for you? Up to half of the kingdom I will give to you. And there's this really real moment. And Esther's like, king, my people's lives are literally on the line. If my people were going to be sold into slavery, I would have kept quiet. But my people are about to die. And the king said, who, who is doing this? And she says, the wicked Haman. And immediately Haman is just fearful. And so the king goes out into the courtyard. I believe he's probably thinking, like, what do I do? And he comes back, and, and Haman is pleading to Esther. And, and it doesn't look like a good situation. So the, the, the king walks in and says, and you're going to assault my queen? So they have Haman hung on the gallows that Haman built for Mordecai. And then Mordecai got the king's signet ring that Haman had and became uh, the second in the land under the king. What a story. God is good. None of that would have happened if you wouldn't have stepped out in faith. None of that would have happened. 
put your faith into action. You spell faith R-I-S-K. That's how you spell it. Faith is risky, but it's rewarding. It's exciting. And in John 15, if we could pull that scripture up, in John 15, it's clear that Jesus wants us to live a fruitful life. Jesus says this, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Another, another version says, abide in me and I in you. And abide means conform to. Are you conforming to Jesus? Is that a priority of yours? Because if we're trying to abide and conform to Jesus, that means we have to die to our flesh. And I can tell you, Esther, she didn't want to go to the king because her life was on the line, but she knew her assignment. She knew that she was here for such a time as this. She knew her father's character, and she stepped out in risk, in faith. And God pulled through because that's what God does. Let's read uh, James 1, 2 through 4. Man, talk about a, a, a dramatic story here. A lot happened. And I love what James says. Consider it pure joy. Yeah, you read that right. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Esther had to have perseverance in this. And you know, perseverance produces trust. And I believe trust is an invitation to live a fruitful life. Because when we live a life of perseverance, God sees that, hey, they're, they're choosing to, to neglect their flesh and live in the Spirit. And, and God sees that. He sees that you're a good steward of that. And I believe God blesses that. Let your faith be Full of action. Because, like, so with, with all this, maybe you ask yourself, that sounds great, Mark, but so what? So what? Well, I know you are called. I know you're gifted. I know you're anointed. And I know there's something inside of you that wants more. And I don't know about you, I... I I don't want to live my life just sitting down and just, just watching the world do what it does. I want to live a life full of faith, full of action. It's risky. It's exciting. It's rewarding. Because we are all called to go and make disciples of all nations. And you are called to be a disciple. And a disciple is a learner. That's abiding. That's conforming to. And as we conform to Christ, he is transforming and renewing our minds so we see things with spiritual eyes, and that helps us live out in faith. Jesus just needs an open and willing vessel. There's a story of a guy named Simon Peter. He was a fisherman. He was fishing all night. And, and Jesus comes up to him and he said, let's go fishing. And, and Simon Peter in this moment, he's like, 
Jesus, listen, I love you, but I'm the fisherman. You're the carpenter. I've been fishing all night. They are, just, they are not out right now. But Simon Peter invited Jesus into his boat. And even though it did not make sense with his physical eyes, because, I mean, he was a fisherman. That's what he did. And what Jesus was calling him to do did not make sense in the physical. But he knew his father's character. And he said, Jesus, I'm going to be obedient to you. And Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. So, so Simon Peter, he's obedient in this moment. And he has the catch of a lifetime. It was by faith. It did not make sense in the physical there's this amazing story in uh, 2 Kings 4, and uh, Elijah is with this widow, and she's about to lose her two sons because, um, because of her debts. And Elijah said, what do you have? I just have this little jar of oil. And Elijah said, go grab all the jars you can. And she kept filling jar after jar after jar, filling it full of oil, and it was by faith this happened. And because of all that oil, she was able to sell it and make money to pay off her debt. It was by faith. Of course, that does not make sense. If you're telling me to get this little thing of oil to fill this bigger jar full of oil and do it again and again and again, that miracle happened by faith. That was a step. Know your father's character because I've, what I've experienced, what I've read, he always comes through. He's a good father. It's plain and simple. Are, are you inviting Jesus into your boat? That's a powerful position to be in. Of putting your life in the hands of Jesus and say, here I am. That's a powerful position to be in. I didn't say easy, but it's going to be fruitful. It's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be exciting. You were made for such a time as this. Picture this with me. We end our time here on earth, and we, we go into heaven, and we enter the pearling gates, and, and we see Jesus, and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And it is so exciting, and they're saying, hey, we're having a party. Come sit at this table with us. And, and we're all there, you and a bunch of people are sitting at this table, and there's Moses. And somebody says, hey, Moses, can you tell us about that time that you stepped out in faith? And then they see Noah, Noah, can you tell us about that time when you stepped out in faith? It did not make sense. You were building a boat when flooding really wasn't an issue. Hey, Joseph, all these big Bible characters, Gideon, can you tell us about that time? Joshua, can you tell us about that time? And there's all this amazing storytelling of these big Bible characters stepping out in faith, God pulling through, miraculous things happening, and then they get to you. They said, hey, when you were there on earth, when God had you on earth, what did you do? What kind of story are you going to have to tell? If you live by faith, it's going to be an exciting one. We can know what faith is, but not live in faith. We got to know and do. We got to let our faith be full of action. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is a good father. Uh, worship team, y'all can uh, come on out. I'm talking about faith, putting things into action. 
And I want to give us a moment to put that into action. I mean, the word says the faith has the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. And maybe you're here today and say, man, I feel like I'm just living like my faith's like half of a mustard seed. Let this be your first step and say, God, help me to have more faith in you. Help for me to see things like you see things. And I'm the first person up here. I mean, if there's anything good, I always want more of something that's good. And faith is good. So maybe your faith is good right now. Come on and just pursue the presence of God and say, God, here I am. I am an open and willing vessel. Strengthen my faith. Our world needs it. Because you were placed here for such a time as this. You are gifted. You are called. If if y'all could just stand with me. Man, the church is such a beautiful and powerful thing. All of us here are different by design. And by design, we are all here. You You are gifted. And all of our gifts are designed to be used together. I know you see it. Our country, our culture, they need Jesus. And we carry the testimony of Jesus, and that is powerful. Step out in faith. Step out in boldness. If you lose a couple friends, I'm telling you, it's worth it. If you lose a couple followers, it's worth it. What kind of story are you building here on earth? Because you were made for such a time as this. The testimony, the story that Jesus is writing in your life is beautiful and powerful and and it needs to be told. You were made for such a time as this. And I believe that you are gifted. I know that you are gifted. Know your Father's character. So... Let me pray, and then whenever I'm finished praying, I want to invite you to come to the altar and just be real, be raw, and be honest with God. And just say, here I am, Lord. That's all he needs. He just needs to be invited into your boat. He just needs a vessel. Father, we love you. You're so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us. Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross. God, this world, they need you. And I just pray that you give us the strength for our faith to be full of action. Lord, I just pray that you give us a supernatural boldness. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you help us to see things the way you see things. Lord, I just pray that you you transform and renew our mind and that we will think of things from above, things from you, Father, because everything from you is good. And I just pray that you strengthen our faith this morning and that we will be unified as a church and we will go and and be disciples and make disciples. And Lord, I just pray that everything that we do, everything that we say will glorify your name. And I just pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Let your faith be full of action.